Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Yes! This Christmas music, it's joyful and triumphant. to the Good Day for a Movie podcast. It's the Christmas special, and we are brought to you by Good Day for a Great Day. So you've just got a few short days left until the hand-in-hand kind of a non-profit partnership with the Pink Agenda. That's until the end of 2020, so head on over to gd4gd.com and buy some dope gear. $10 of every sale gets donated to their non-profit partner, like which I said is currently the Pink Agenda. They're focused on raising money for breast cancer research, and they've got some really cool stuff over at that website, and it's a great cause, so definitely go do that. I am Jacob, and alongside me, as always, Tate. Merry Krampus. And our anonymous third co-host. Yep. <laughs> you got bah nothing, humbug. You got nothing Christmas-related? I would love to attempt, but... An apt word would be bah humbug for you. He said to me no more than no more no less than three times today. I hate Christmas movies. I know, but he says <laughs> I say what, and then he goes movies. I hate Christmas movies. I'm like, you got to say that from the get go. No, it's fun to say it the other way. Damn, I can't finish the Grinch. Qu- I don't like Christmas. Not what? What does he say after that? I don't know. No idea. Oh shit. Anyways, that's the best Christmas Christmas movie of all time, easily. Which one? The Grinch. Jim Which Carrey, one. duh, God, yeah, probably a goat. It's pretty good. I like the I like the animated one more, but <laughs> one of those guys. Oh yeah, that's a hipster, ladies and gentlemen. No, that's a smart person, ladies and gentlemen. So, what do you think about that intro? Jacob killed it with the intro again. I personally like the Halloween one more. That's because you hate Christmas. <laughs> no, well, the Halloween one definitely was more of a banger. <laughs> but this one was solid. This one had quotes from some of the best Christmas movies. For a country boy, you're getting kind of trap on us, and I like it. Yeah. Okay, I, I will say, for the record, I don't make the actual trap songs. Yeah, but you I, find pull, them. I pull them off of YouTube by saying, Jacob, Christmas music yeah, this remix. This is the classic deflect. <laughs> but then I'm the one that adds uh-huh. the dope-ass quotes that actually make he it, likes a, it. Makes hey, it a banger. Ladies and you gentlemen, he likes it. You killed it again. <laughs> that was great. I loved it. All right, anyways, let's get into this thing. All right, so, so Jacob, you want to tell yes. everybody how this is going to work? Yes, a little different from the movie or from the Halloween one. So, 
there wasn't kind of an obvious movie to watch like Hubie Halloween. We weren't going to, I wasn't going to subject my two co-hosts to watching the Christmas Chronicles part two. What we are doing instead is I would have refused. I would have literally put down my headphones, gotten up and just went to bed. Hey, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Kurt Russell. Is that the big Lebowski? (laughs) No, that's Jeff Bridges. Oh, oh. <laughs> Kurt Russell is Bone Tomahawk. Jeff Bridges. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, move on before <laughs> we start getting violent. All right, come on. Oh, uh, yeah. So what we're doing instead, there is a website that I use to kind of help me when I am looking for a movie, when I'm going to watch a movie without a podcast. And they have this little thing called a random, random movie generator. Well, it is the holiday season. So they have came out with a holiday movie generator. Ooh. Big shout out to... Lights, Camera, Barstool, they're the ones who have came up with this website. It's movierankings.net if you ever want to use it. A little free plug there. Um, So I think what we're going to do, each person is going to get a veto. If a movie comes up and we just don't want to watch it for some reason, any reason, we don't have to have a reason. I'll trade you guys for your vetoes. What will you give us? I don't know. What do you want? No, I want my veto. Yeah, I want my veto. I want your veto. Because what what's going to happen is you are going to veto what the is probably going to be a movies. good... <laughs> yeah, you're going to veto what's probably going to be a good Christmas movie. And then the next movie that comes up is going to be an awful movie. And we're going to be all and out of vetoes. We're going to be all out of vetoes. So I'm holding on to mine for that <laughs> yeah, reason. Yeah, I'm holding on to mine. I might even, not even use it. We'll see. I, I'm not planning on move, using mine unless I have to. Unless... <laughs> Our third but co-host also, forces my hand. Also, if um, it's a movie that we clearly have all three seen, such as The Grinch or um, A Christmas Story or um, Die Hard. What That's it? not a Christmas movie. Die Hard, not a Christmas movie. That's You've never even seen it, movie. so you can't even yeah. say. You have no say. <laughs> one way or the other. Know. You have Christmas no movie. power here. <laughs> nope. If it comes up on this movie generator. <laughs> they do have it categorized. They have a label on it. So... I, I've been messing with it for the past couple of days since it's came out, and I haven't seen it once. Mm. But I'm not ruling out the possibility that it's in there. We're not watching Die Hard. We're not watching. <laughs> We're not watching Die Hard. Agreed. Come on, son. All right, we ready? Yep. Start okay. off first one. Here we go. First one. Interesting. Jack Frost. Ooh. With Michael Keaton. Movie from 1998. Rotten Tomato score of 19. percent Oh, and a 5.4 on IMDb. <laughs> oh god. Who's going to use their veto? Who's going to bite the bullet? <laughs> I'll use my veto. All right. Take 2. We are not watching Jack Frost. Thank you. Holiday movie generator Klaus. Oh, that's a horror movie, I think. Um No. No. Am I thinking of Krampus? This is an animated. Yeah. Oh, movie. yeah, I heard this came out in really 2019. Good. It was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. <gasps> or, I'm sorry, for, it was nominated for Best Animated Picture at the Oscars. Jason Schwartzman, J.K. Simmons, um, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.2. I wanted to watch this movie last Christmas. And I think that, I don't know for some reason why I didn't, but I, this, when I just looked it up, that's the exact movie. Yeah, because it, it, it was really highly regarded. Um, I don't know if it won. Did it? Did you say it won the best picture for animated? It was just nominated. Okay, yeah, but um, yeah. So, oh, if one of you vetoes this, 
I'm going to be pissed. Ho, ho, ho. I'm going to leave that up to you. I think I'm going to have to let it. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I won't use my veto. I think it is too. It's not what I was hoping for. I was hoping for one of the all-time Christmas classics. Yes, I am so excited. Yeah, I was hoping for like a Miracle on 34th Street or one of those like classic Christmas movies. But See, that's the reason I'm so okay with not vetoing this because if I had to watch one of those movies. Have you ever seen any of those movies? I hate Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. This is a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, this looks fine because as Jason Schwartzman. 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 (laughs) You know, it's a, a voice, right? This is animated. Yeah, but that's like the best last name ever. All right. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. Well, I suppose we'll see you guys on the other side. This feels like I picked the movie. Yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Tate. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's Tate's Christmas present. Um, hello? Jesper Johansson, postman. Oh, uh, Mr. Klaus, you have a gift. You were meant for making toys. So I figured... If you donate your old toys, I'll deliver them for free. Tonight, I go with you. There's no need for you to come with me, really. Tonight, then. (gasps) Our cousin told us if we write a letter to Mr. Klaus, he'll make us a toy. Dear Mr. Klaus. Dear Mr. Klaus. Shall we then? Yep. <gasps> Mr. Klaus is the coolest. Klaus? What about me? Ow! What the? Loser! Oh yeah, well if I'm a loser, then you're, you're a, you're a, uh, you're, too, you're too far, you're gone. Hey, what do you guys think you're doing? This is Smearinsburg, the unhappiest place on earth. And you two can't change that. The postman and toy maker are brainwashing everyone! We need to show people that a true selfless act always sparks another. Hi! What's happening right now? Oh no. Holy mother! What happened? Not a word. You just sit there. Be all magical and awesome. Jesper, we're doing it. Let's go. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Really? That's how you laugh? <laughs> Come on, we're running out of time. Those kids are counting on us. If we don't stop them tonight, this town will never be the same. Destroy those toys. No, 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 no. Or snow, you... They're not attached. Why aren't they attached? I thought they were attached. I would never in a million years have done what I just did if I didn't think these were attached. I love Christmas. He, he loves Christmas. Wow. Did I you... love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this movie changed you. Uh huh. Wow, the director should know that. <laughs> I'm gonna be a postman. Wow. <laughs> wow, I can already tell. Well, this movie, a 
tearjerker. For yeah. sure. You're Thank an you. Ellingbow. I'm tearing up a little bit thinking about it right now. <laughs> but once a year, I get to see my friend. Oh, shit. I was... Man. <laughs> He's wiping his eyes. That's when you were tearing? I was tearing when they were all doing good things. I was like... <laughs> no, the end when he died. No, like when the old oh the dad gosh. made the, I'm tearing up right now. When the dad <laughs> made the little jungle set for the kids to play on. <laughs> he actually is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like that's so nice. <laughs> it is. It is very nice. It is so nice. <laughs> but oh who, my gosh. What a thunk. Oh. That is this this Wow. <laughs> that this podcast would have started with ho, ho, ho. saying he dislikes Christmas movies and uh, it ends up that he loved it uh, and that he's in the Christmas spirit more than ever. My heart grew three times. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a crazy twist I didn't see coming. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Wow, I, I, was, I, I thought it. we were going to hear like... Oh, like, yeah, this was a really good movie, but it wasn't really a Christmas movie, so that's why it was good. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. But wow. no, it's just full on, I love Christmas. It was That was a twist right there. Yeah. yeah. We, we, can, we can put that this episode is a mystery thriller. So the suspense is killing me. What was the language that adorable little yeah, girl okay, was speaking? Okay, so we, we were questioning it throughout the, the film, and that adorable little girl, God damn, bless her. God bless her. She was it's so adorable. cute. <laughs> oh. Cheer up, little one. Oh, little boy, yeah. guy. Precisely. I think I'm on my lag in the sea, boy. Echo vacuum, Vima. Don't the vacuum. Hey. I'm going to go to the water. I'm going to go to the water. I'm going to go to the water. I'm Whatever language she was speaking, a word she said, but I knew it was cute. (laughs) So they are speaking the language of the Sami people, who are an indigenous Finno-Ergic people inhabiting Sápmi, which today encompasses large northern parts of Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Kola Peninsula. So cute. Very cool. So it's an actual it's an actual language of a yep. actual people. Very yeah, cool. and so I, there's I was little... wondering where, like if it was if they just kind of made it up to just be a generic um not not local um for that community or that world. But that's cool. Oh, I love sure. that. Me... I love everything about it. A piece of trivia to go along with that. It was originally planned for the Sami people to speak English, but this was later changed and they spoke their only their native language in the movie. That's so cool. Yeah, I love the way they did it. I love that. Um, and somehow the clutch teacher just was like, I know a little bit of Sammy. Yeah, very clutch. I, Rashida Jones. Well, and I think that it's interesting that they never even say that, though, in the film. Like, they just kind of let it be mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really like that. That's really cool. Yeah, so Nida Margareth Laba, who voiced the Sammy girl, Margu, did not speak any English. Sergio Pablos Maria. traveled all the way to... Tromso, Norway, where she lives and did her whole recording session through translation and mimicry. Wow. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and kind of to go into some other like really cool things about this movie is, I mean, it was beautiful for one. Yeah. Um, 
And so this is the first traditionally hand-drawn animated movie to make use of volumetric lighting and texture to give it a more 3D look. Hmm. So that was hand-drawn. They did everything hand-drawn, but then they like lit it and whatnot with CGI. Huh. So it was like, so, okay. So then it, it was, it was computer edited. Yes. Well, like, it, so yes. Yeah, so it was like all, like all of the movement and the characters were all hand drawn, but the they lighting. used CGI for the lighting and for, um, the depth of the characters. Does it say anything about whether like you say this is like the first of its kind or are there other films that are, that it says have done this, this is the first. Huh. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a deep knowledge of these animated films and how they're made, but I'll believe it if that's the first. And I, I, I did think that it was different. It looked different because I, I initially wanted to call mm-hmm. it um, a, almost like a claymation type because um, that's what the movement almost made me feel like. But um, I knew it wasn't that. And then, but it didn't. It didn't look like any of those other normal Pixar's or yeah. So um, here's another piece. It says director Sergio Pablos had wanted to do a traditionally a traditionally animated feature film, but he wanted to see how the animation would have evolved without the switch to computer-generated animation. So the studio used CGI lighting techniques with hand-drawn animation to create a unique animation style for the story. That's cool. Well done. Yeah, Yeah, very very, well done. It was beautiful. Um, At first, like kind of the first scene there in like the postmaster training Area, I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to like how this is animated. But once they kind of got into, like, I think what sold me was the, like, the trip from where that main city was to this made up place. Uh, what yeah, the heck Sh- is Schmier- Schmierensburg. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to Schmierensburg. Yeah, so. First class uh, ticket. That trip, yeah, I was, was like, oh, wow, this is. Uh, it was the first thing where I was like, all right, this is already a plus for this movie like 15 minutes and i was like this is definitely a pro for this movie and i one have massive respect for hand-drawn that's one of the reasons why um hayao miyazaki films are so high for me just because because it's it's frame by frame like that's just so impressive but i also liked it was one of the reasons why i liked uh into the spider-verse was because that was a totally unique animation Yes, it reminded me almost a lot of that. Yeah. There's a movie that I was trying to think of, and I think that the, the movement of people and almost kind of like the shots and everything, um, I thought it was very similar. That one was maybe a little more comic book-esque, but... Well, I had... That one was... We won't go into that, but yeah. that one had its weird quirk. But this one was a lot cleaner than Into the Spider-Verse with its lines. And it makes sense now that it was hand-drawn and... Because... Uh, I wouldn't have believed you if you said that it was hand colored. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I think before we move any further, we should say we had to pause this movie five minutes in because Tate wasn't able to follow along with the plot. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> I <laughs> he was like, "What's going on?" I was no. like, "Are these? Is this guy royalty? Is this?" Which I mean, they kind of make it seem like he is royalty just because his family search. But I I was I was very confused about who his family was and like his dad and like, I, I don't know. I was very confused at the very beginning. I also didn't read any of the bio, but yeah, I, I didn't either. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was confused. 
You're yeah. a silly, silly man. An eight-year-old. Eight well, no, I, I think that fig, I think would have figured it out quicker. So that gets into the thing that I think I liked about this film a lot. I really like the storyline because I think that I didn't see. Yeah, like we were just saying, I didn't read anything about what the film was about or the main character, or the or that it was about a postman meeting a toy maker and them um, reinvigorating this town. Um, but I think that. The way that it went of, it starts out with a postman, which postman, maybe that's why I was confused because I would never have like anywhere related a postman or a postal service type of deal with a Christmas situational movie. Um, but, and it, I, I think it's cool that they took this path of following this postman that goes to a town and the town is like, it almost starts out not about Christmas at all. And like for the first half of the movie, none of it is Christmas related. Um, it's just about this guy going to this town that there's a lot of um, internal feud in and he finds the toy maker and they just start making toys. None of that even, they don't even mention Christmas until probably an hour into the film or it was, it felt very late. Um, but then going into that, when they made a transition kind of into the typical themes of um, Christmas that we see and tell our kids today, not that I have kids, uh, but and not that he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> nice but how it like it was i think it, I, I thought it was very creative in the way that they transitioned into some of those typical ideas um and the ones that i really liked were like there's a couple that they just kind of made really quickly but the ones that i really liked were like the coal one he just reached over grabbed coal and threw it in the stocking because he didn't like the kid but the ones that i really liked were when they almost got crushed by the log and it knocked the wheels off and it turned him into a sleigh. And I was like, ah, oh, that was cute. That was creative. And then the other one was when he launched into the air and the kid looked out his window and it looked like he was flying. And I was like, <laughs> and he comes and he's like, guys, you will never I believe what totally I just saw. Been that. That, would, that kid would have been yeah, like that was me. you. Yeah, for sure. I wake up in the middle of the night, just confused. I'm like, holy shit, there's a flying sled. Yeah, well, and then like, I have that, they just show it crash, and it was just, like, very, like, still realistic, but it just shows it from the kid's point of view. Yeah, I think but, that's the reason I love, that, were you going to keep Yeah, going? so, no, that, that's what's done. It's like, I, I just think it didn't start out as, like, a Christmas film. Yeah, I think the most well done, beautifully well done part about the writing was that the story of Santa Claus wasn't a lie that your parents would tell you to be good, but it was the child's imagination of these two adults getting them gifts. And then that became the magic that made Klaus into Santa Claus. Yeah. And it was like, almost like the, cause awesome. it pretty much was all the kids like in that, the, there's like a five minute scene where they were all talking about, Oh, you need to do this to, get a present and oh wow we just learned that you can't be naughty like you have to be really nice and you have to do good things so it was all the kids that were creating this idea of how to um, be good and get gifts yeah instead of the story of santa claus being parents down to kids it was the act of santa claus quote-unquote growing from the kids to the parents Yep, and through, it, their, through the child's imagination, which and is it great. stemmed from like the the root of the idea of Santa Claus and Christmas, which is yeah, you do good, you'll like you'll be rewarded with gifts, and um, an act of kindness is passed on. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I, I yeah. I mean, a true act of goodwill always sparks another. Yeah, I love that too. Wow, I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my chest. You should make a sweatshirt with that. <laughs> oh, I could. That'd be a good one. Actually, he is in the that. he is in the business. Yeah, that'd be. I would buy one. Um, I think the moment that things kind of changed for Jesper, Jasper, Jesper, Jesper. is Jasper is weird. Jesper. Well, it depends on who you are. If you're a normal person, Jesper. If you're the adorable yeah, yeah. little girl, it's <laughs> Jesper. Jesper. And if you're his dad, it's Jesper. <laughs> um, but I think the story, his character kind of went through, like, finally started to change when he was going through the town. Like, this is kind of like where he was like, almost had his most selfish and like right before the change happened where he was going through the town and hearing all the kids talking about, Oh, Klaus did this. Klaus did that. Yeah. How can he squeeze down the chimney? He's so huge. Yeah. When they were saying like, he's so great. Oh, he's so awesome. I love him. And he's like, what? I was doing all this. Yeah. And And so, and I don't know, I can't think of it. What kind of made him change there at the end, but he was kind of this like selfish, like, Whoa, what's happening? Like, why am I not getting credit for it? And, I don't think that was necessarily resolved, but I think he kind of just came to realize, oh, like we're actually doing like a bunch of good here. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that, um, yeah, cause he, he says it to Klaus in the, when they're in the cart that one time where he was like, the kids are doing this just for the presents. He's like, the parents are, I forget what he said about the parents. He's like, the parents are whatever, blah, blah. And then he was just like, so what's your, what's your end game? What mm-hmm. are you trying to get out of this? And he's like, oh, I just like doing this for the kids. And I just like, and he, what, that's when he's still in his selfish phase. Um, but I, and I think that the moment that it officially clicked for him was after he saw the little adorable Gil um, riding around in her sled on like the ice. Because yep. I think that when he was sitting there with Klaus watching it, mm-hmm. um, I think that was the moment that it clicked. And he was just like, okay, this is really cool. Yeah, I think it was a mutual give and take between Klaus and Jesper of the uh, good act What's the quote? What's the thing you said again? The thing we do. An act of kindness. A will true act spark. of goodwill will always spark another. So, Klaus did the true act of goodwill in the beginning, and that sparked the goodwill of Jesper. And I think Klaus was one broken-hearted over losing his wife, but I think also broken-hearted, just in a. He's kind of jaded. Yeah, jaded, in every. I mean, he said it too. He was lost. So I think Jesper's faux acts of kindness created a spark in him. So even though for Klaus, it was kind of the weird end of the stick, it did end up reciprocating correctly. Like their good wills sparked each other to do greater for everyone else. Yep. Yeah, and like when he gave that little toboggan to the little Sammy girl um, is kind of when like she knew it was him right yeah and so like he finally got something out of it like credit for it yeah Um, and that kind of was like oh like it doesn't like this this thing is like kind of sparked me to continue to do this Um, I think another big turning point from him was like kind of seeing the classroom no longer being a fish market yeah, that was another cool because um, I, I like I think everything in the town that was being improved was clearly from the kids like shoveling the sidewalks and uh, fixing all these things. <laughs> Loved the berries. Yeah, the berry scenes. interactions yeah, were very, very funny. funny. <laughs> but like, how um, dare you give me 
berries. I'm going to give you a berry. And then if that's where you get some berry pies (laughs) from your neighbors, my my neighbors are getting a lot of berries. To to me, I kind of see this whole movie as like a like the main character Klaus was planting a tree um, of this like idea of the act of kindness will spark another one, and there are all these different branches of different ways that it was being um, affected or in use. And so, like the first one was he he obviously plants the seed by. Because the honestly, the first good deed that is done, um, and the first act of kindness was when he gave the little boy up in the castle <laughs> um, the present, the little frog present. And then after that, that's like so. Then that builds the tree, and then there's all these other acts of kindness that all the kids are performing for all of the um, just the townspeople, and then all these parents for the other parents, and then um, also in the school, there's this the the little kid that just wants to like because really she wasn't really affected by any of that, but then out of all of this other stuff, one of the kids just wanted to learn how to write and read. And then that kind of sparked a little bit in her. And then, um, so that was a whole other branch of this tree of this, the idea of an act of kindness can spark another one. Um, so yeah, I really, I really liked that, um, theme. And I think that like going back to kind of like the storyline, I thought that in the beginning when he meets Klaus up at the, cause obviously they paint Klaus like the, to look typical Santa, um, and I thought that, and they gave him the name Klaus and I totally thought that he would, which I mean, I guess in the end he kind of is, but that he was going to be like an all magical Santa and it was almost going to get fairy tale esque. Um, and he was going to, the postman was just going to kind of be his right hand man. Like you um, thought, you thought he was like already Santa, already Santa just and like, it just like he had, he hadn't been Santa for, yeah. Like almost like you had, like he was Santa and he was just defeated and needed someone to come bring him back. And that's the way I thought this was going to go. And so I'm so pleasantly happy with um, the way that it did go. Because it, it had that idea of the bringing those two normal people together to this idea of Santa. Um, do you guys want to know what this movie lost to in the Oscars? Coco. No. When was it up? 2019. 1917? Um, no, that's animated, animated feature film. Oh. <laughs> Um, I thought it was best film, but God, I better, I'm better, I'm going to be pissed now. 99% chance I'm going to be pissed. So here's the other nominees. Missing Link, I Lost My Body, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, and Toy Story 4. Oh, Toy Story 4. I bet it was Toy Story 4. No, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 99%. Yeah, it, it was Toy Story 4, which I, I saw and I liked, but I, I mean, this, this was a good freaking movie yeah this is a very solid movie um but anyways let's get back into kind of some of these themes if you guys have any more on that one thing i loved is that it was centered around a postman that's like not the most not the job that children dream of love you postmen and women because i need my mail and i mail a lot of stuff i think that it strips away the misconception that it's a dreary job to the part that it's giving like, cause part of the point of a post person or a male person is that you're giving connection between people. I liked that the job position that was placed for the protagonist or the main character, one of the protagonists of the main character was being a postman. 
Yeah, I don't well, know if that any of that made sense. No, I, yeah, I mean, I kind of get what you're going with. I, I, I still, I'm not buying that a postman is like the dream job now that I've seen this movie. But it is a very unique uh, jumping off point to tell a story. Um, you don't really get a whole bunch of stories told from the point of view of a postman. Yeah. Um, so that, that that's where I'll agree that it, it is a very unique and it, it was a fun, nice kind of refreshing look into a way to tell the Christmas story through Postman. Yeah, well, and that, and that gets into um, another thing that I really liked about it is I was thinking about halfway through this film about how many different Christmas movies and stories and um, it, how many different takes there are on um, the ideas behind Christmas. So there's like The Grinch um, and then there's like um, Polar Express is another one and then... Um, I, well, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm Come trying on, to keep rattle. Christmas movies. <laughs> well, I'm trying keep to rattle it. off some mostly animated ones, but just like well, he's only said two, like the uh, only good ones. Uh, Christmas Vacation. No, no, I'm trying Elf. to think of like as far as like these feel good, like and and Elf maybe feel good. Yeah, Elf might be another one. Not to this degree. I'm trying to. I don't know if I'm. We're distracting tape from the point. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm just trying to say that I think that's really cool how creative people can get on a different and new take of a Christmas story that still gets to the same point and the same like grassroots of the idea of like, be a good person and you will, and like, and love your family or love the people around you, love your community. And if you do all of these things, then you will get present. And like teaching that to the kids, because this is definitely a message. I mean, for the kids, like, I mean, if you're a kid that's watching this, you're going to get, I mean, I'm hyped for Christmas right now. I'm not even like, (laughs) I'm looking forward to Santa. I'm going to do so many good acts this week. I don't even <laughs> want a gift. I'm just going to do some good acts. Yeah, I'm getting on that good list. Yeah. Um, but anywho, I was just I just think it's really cool that it, this was just a whole completely new way to tell a Christmas story. And I think that that's cool. Because I feel like you... I feel like it'd be very hard to do that. To find a new way to tell it. Right. I mean, in the year 2019... Or in the last 10 years, it's been, it seems very difficult and it's a very, movies that tell an original story and an original twist on things are very sparse and don't happen very often nowadays. Um, Though that's because people think all of the movies have, like all the stories have been told already or whether it's about, that might not be what makes the money. Um because, like, this movie was bandied about and, like, shopped around. Like, so, another piece of trivia from IMDb. This film was shopped around to various studios who perceived it as too risky from April 2015 until Netflix acquired the rights in November 2017. How does that keep happening? Because that's the same story as Stranger Things for Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think what Netflix has done so beautifully with the industry of movies and television is that it has allowed writers and directors to take certain risks and maybe not, you, you don't have to just kind of fall in this mold of whether it's remaking movies or if it's telling movies that are based off of comic books or actual books or like anything like that. It It's kind of opened up the landscape to where, Oh, Hey, like you can release this movie on here and it doesn't have to make a billion dollars in the box office. We'll tell people that 16 billion people watched it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> that Netflix is so they do have keen a, on doing. Such a big audience that it 
it helps a lot. Yeah. And so, I mean, as movie people, I think we're very thankful for Netflix because they oh, yeah. have kind of opened this chasm of like new movies and the ability to tell new movies up and get creative with how you tell movies and the how how you format them. Even look at a guy like Quentin Tarantino. And he's putting his movies on Netflix like The Hateful Eight. He didn't just put put the movie on Netflix. He made it into four parts and added a bunch of stuff that he took out before. Yeah, Netflix is, I think, doing some really cool stuff, and I'm happy for it. I think they're, they, they've clearly put out a lot of good movies and a lot of good TV shows. Um, they've put out a lot of shitty ones, too, but that's just part of what you're talking about. Kind of like comes the, with the yeah. territory. I was right? going to yeah. say it's more miss than hit, but when it hits, it hits... Uh, I mean, aren't, big aren't all run. movies like that, though? Like, the whole industry. Like, think about, like, movies from, like, the 90s and 2000s. There's some utter and terrible shit in there. That's fair. That's probably the first good point you made in a while. No. Oh, that's on the naughty list. You're yeah. a good job. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Suck one. <Yeah>. I, oh. <laughs> but, I yeah, so, like... It's so funny how... Oh, oh. I think that's the biggest surprise out of all of this. It, oh! Perception... From two hours ago up until now. My life has changed. I'm moving to northern Thank Finland and becoming a Sami Lord. people. <laughs> becoming citizen of the Sami people. I also really, really enjoyed the... And I feel like a lot of animated films, I feel like the more the I grow up, they do a really... I realize that they do a really good job of this. Um, but it's like the audience is the kid, um, but they throw in these other little jokes or these other little things to appease to the adults of the crowd. And so I fucking lost it when he was basically being a drug dealer for letters. That was so was, funny. <laughs> like, the way that he was being all shady and like meeting them in the dark kids. places. And he's like, yeah, asking them if they want like, yeah, it's like somebody being like, hey, you want some candy? No, he's, he's just, like, you want a toy? Yeah. You're just like <laughs> leaning up against the fence. Hey, kids, you want some drugs? You want some, I mean, a toy? <laughs> I thought that that was very funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. That is, you know that. And like a kids targeted animation animated film is so good if it can appeal to yeah adults too yeah and I think that they they clearly all know because they're like no kids watching this without a parent around so we got to be able to have them enjoy it too and so they and I think that they get to have some fun with it too on how they're gonna do that because a kid don't won't think twice about that scene about him being all creepy and shady but a parent's <laughs> gonna find that hilarious so anywho i really like that part yeah the kids are gonna be like what <laughs> and then the parents are gonna be like if a guy actually if said a guy asked, do not <laughs> yeah do not, do not ever do no, that that's hilarious do not ever do do this not is, ever say yes. this is a mommy and daddy joke <laughs> all right well should we move into some scores let's do it sure all right from the aggregators a 94 percent from rotten tomatoes 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb and a 65 on Metacritic. 65 Metacritic. Wow. Don't know. Metacritic sometimes hits. They're weird. Sometimes, like sometimes they're right. Who on is par. Metacritic? Who is this guy Meta? And his pal. I Critic. think it's a. It brings together a bunch of critic reviews, an aggregator just like Rotten Tomatoes. All right, so now for our scores. What we do, what, we have um, ho, ho, ho! over here go last because. I want to hear him cap it off with his with his teary-eyed, sentimental... Agreed. <laughs> it's going to get Oscar-esque over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead and get my score first. 
I'm going to give this movie an 86. I don't think it quite gets into the nines for me. I don't know. Um, it was definitely a great movie, and people should watch it around this holiday, and it, I could easily see it making the rotation for me. I don't know if it just didn't pack big enough of a punch for me. I only like teared up at the end, unlike our anonymous co-host who teared up through the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it gets it's very given. true. Uh, Tate, let's hear your score. Yeah, I think you're right in the same ballpark as me. Um, I'm going to give it an 85. I was thinking that I was going to go with an 80, but um, again, usually uh, there's a theme that the more we talk about these films, I tend to bump it up just because we find out um, some things about them that are really cool, like the Sammy people um, and all of that. Because I think he, and I, I think the fact that he doesn't include any of that in the film or is doesn't like brag about um that it was really cool that he did it. He just kind of said, I like, I want to go do this and met her and talk to her in her language. And I think anywho, that was a big bump for me. Um, and in general, I, I did really enjoy it. The first half was kind of like, all right, where is this going? It ended really well. So 85 for me. I love originality. And if an animated movie can jerk your emotions like that, like the first parallel for me is Coco. I was bawling in Coco. Oh yeah, me too. Big time. Yeah, that I teared up five times during this movie for sure. This one could appall you guys, but I'm giving it a 95 out of 100. Mm. And I think that is my highest rating. Wow! Of all the movies right. we've watched. Wow, that's, that's crazy. pretty solid. But and yeah, there, I mean, there are only two other animated films, not including Hayao Miyazaki. That's a whole nother world for me in regards to this kind of stuff. But the other two animated films that are that high for me are Coco and Lego Movie. Both of those, super original, massive tear jerkers, great animation. The creativity was bonkers. Adult humor, yeah. Yeah, animated films usually, when they're good, they usually tend to have it all. They usually hit you in the strings, hit you in your heartstrings. They usually have that creativity. Um, I don't know how they really, but like I'm trying to think, of like movies that have made me like tear up the most. I think for the most part have been animated films, mm-hmm. but something about Toy it, Story Three, they are just solid. The one that caught me off guard the most was Lego Movie. I was like, oh, this is fun, and then when Will Ferrell walked down the basement, I was like. Okay. Tissues. Now. Immediamente. <laughs> I think if there's only one more thing that I'm going to add to cap this episode off and um, cap this Christmas off is that this is a solid Christmas movie. I think if anybody is looking for um, a feel-good Christmas movie to get them in the spirit, this was right up their alley. Very new movie. I don't know. If you don't want to rewatch The Grinch or rewatch Christmas Please Story or rewatch do not any of those other ones, Christmas Story, this I movie. highly, Sorry. highly recommend watching this movie. It yeah. was great. Yeah, so uh, going to be an average score of 88.66, so that's going to be an 89. Very nice. I that's, think it's, that's it very impressive. It. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so there are a few small things that I would like from you, our great listening audience for Christmas. Follow us on Instagram, gd4gd.movies. Follow us on Twitter, gd4gd underscore movies. The other small things would be leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on. 
Also subscribe. And then there's one big thing that I want from you guys for Christmas. It's to tell a friend. Just, just whoever, whoever's coming over for Christmas, hey, you like movies, right? Go watch a Christmas movie. Go watch Klaus and then listen to this podcast. A good deed sparks a good deed. Yeah, listeners. Absolutely. Yep. And with my normal threat of not giving us a five-star review, just go have a Merry Christmas. I love you. Yeah. Not in a creepy way, but I just love you. I love that. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes, Merry Christmas, and we will catch you next week at the movies. So Santa, bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good for what? Oh, that's not many. Not many. You guys are in trouble out here. <laughs> and you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's gonna find